0: Voice of America, Washington, D.C. Signing on. When the have. And hello, and welcome to another episode of Radio Contra, the podcast of American Partisan.org. And broadcasting live to your ears from the Gorilla Camp, located deep in the heart of rural Northern North Carolina. It's really good to be with you, uh, doing another couple of episodes, uh, getting some stuff knocked out. Of course, we have Sons of Liberty Live that we are going to be doing tonight, and I'm really excited to get back on the air. We're going to be breaking down some things, further elaborating on them. Uh, Some of the stuff that is going on. Of course, yesterday, really big news day going into the night. We have got the Philly riots, which I think are uh, not getting necessarily the attention that they need to be getting. It's overshadowed by things that are really, really not important um stuff that I think is is gonna end up becoming you know nothing burgers the Republican debate who cares uh you know the, these again it's folks the Republican debate stuff it they really don't even need conversation uh seeing each one of these quote-unquote candidates in the running who who have their own political backgrounds it seems like each one of them are self-terminated uh, in real time, Chris Christie. I saw the one uh, audio clip. I wish I hadn't seen it. I don't like seeing that guy. Um, he he is he's very unpleasant to look at. Uh, you know that's that's the elephant in the room. There, he's, he's very very unpleasant to see. But uh, he he may very well be one of the dumbest people in politics. And um, you know, unfortunately, he he started off great. Um, you know when, when he was the governor and and you know how he, he was firing back at, at some of the liberal press and um, you know and I don't know what in the world happened to this guy but uh, you know that what a, what a lame ass comeback uh, I just I don't know I don't know and uh, as far as as all of that goes, you know none of these people are gonna be president. nobody on that stage. Is gonna be president, and there was a really important point that I saw brought up um, earlier today. It was very early this morning, over coffee. You know, I have my. Uh, I wake up very early in the morning, and I try to uh, sift through as much of the noise floor as possible to kind of get my bearings of, of uh, you know whatever may have happened over the night. And uh, it's 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 my time to enjoy the coffee and and really. Um, You know, you you have that moment in time. We all do that. You know, we all do that. But, um, you know, somebody brought up the point this morning that the fact that none of them pointed out, none of them on that stage pointed out the unlawful means by which the, the Trump organization has been targeted None of them, none of them brought that up. None of them seem to really make any statements about it one way or the other. They don't really seem to care. Uh, because I, I I'll tell you that the ugly truth is they don't care. You know, and I know that there's a lot of, there's a lot of folks out there. Some that I, that I respect who have a serious beef with, uh, with Trump. And, you know, I can't necessarily disagree with a lot of those points. Uh, his, his picks for cabinet members, his pigs for staff, were really bad. Uh really, really bad. He himself, you know, and and take it or leave it, um he was a shock to the system, and that was a good thing. And so I, I don't necessarily worship at the Shrine of Trump. However, looking at this this cast of clowns, um, and just the simple fact that they are not Even acknowledging the fact that New York, New York State ruled that all of Trump's businesses, everything that he had yesterday, he had to vacate the state in 10 days for no crime. There was absolutely no crime other than the crime of existence. He's got to vacate the state. Nobody can even make a case to where this is this is this is legal, lawful, that there is any utility to the justice system other than weaponization at this point. This is exactly what it is. If you look at the roots of this case, it's got Chuck Schumer's fingers all over it. you know, this is this is just an absolute uh, shameful display. Very, very shameful. And none of this was brought up. And, and for any of you, uh, quote-unquote, Republicans out there who, you know, oh, we don't like Trump because of whatever reason, you know, oh, he's, he's unelectable, and, and any of those other clowns are, you mean to tell me that Chris Christie is electable? You mean to tell me that Tim Scott is electable, the man who stood up there? I the, one, the one other uh, soundbite that I saw was where he was praising identity politics. He did it. Oh, we we have the only Latina in blah, blah, blah. Whatever it was, whatever the point was he was making. Do you expect any kind of pushback against the left with this cast of characters? I hope not. I certainly hope not. America is long past the status quo. Okay, we we have, we are so far away from that. These people are living in the 1990s. This is ridiculous. You know, we, we, we are way 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 past all of that okay we are going down a very very dark path in the United States uh, did, did they offer up any solutions to the border not not in so much that I saw did they uh, did, did they explain uh, you know what they plan to do about the Soros district's attorney who are uh, you know no bail, catch and release, um, these all of these policies, right? What are they doing about any of this stuff? What are they going to do about the weaponization of the Department of Justice? What are they going to do about the uh, the disclosure today that James Biden admitted to the FBI That they did business with China. And they didn't just do business with the Chinese government. They sold U.S. energy assets to a company that is directly tied to the head of the Chinese Communist Party, Xi Jinping. He's the top. But they shielded the investigation. The Department of Justice didn't want to investigate it. Well... I can promise you, if the shoe was on the other foot, what would the narrative be? Sedition, treason, it would all be on the menu. And meanwhile, you have Mark Milley very smugly, very smugly smiling for the cameras when CBS News, which is a really, really awful propaganda outlet. I thought that NBC got that award, but CBS really... Uh, I watched a couple of things from them over the past week, just kind of having it on as as background noise to see what the narrative was. And, man, wow. Uh, Boy, oh boy, are they licking that boot. It's Operation Mockingbird, right? That that is exactly what this is. This is the the modern incarnation outcome of it. So you have General Milley, Mark Milley, Maoist Milley, sitting there across from whoever this troglodyte that they've warmed over from CBS to interview him, right? Handing him these softball questions. They probably rehearsed it long hours and hours and hours before he went on air to make sure. And this smug guy can't help himself but to smirk there because he thinks nothing's going to happen to him. And he might be right, right? When when Trump says you should be executed for treason, he committed treason. He committed treason, plain and simple. Okay, He called his counterpart, head of the Chinese military, to say, well, if anything happens, I'll let you know. Or I'll give you a heads up. Fast forward, boy, that didn't age well over a couple years, did it? And he smirks. And see, the, the thing about CBS News is there's only one category of people that watches that crap. Okay, there's only one category of people. Again, this isn't the 1990s. There's only one category of people. It is not millennials and younger that are even paying any attention to that at all. And you all know it. Okay, You, every single one of you listening to this show, you all know it. That crap is designed to brainwash grandma and grandpa. Right? You know, the aging boomers who are rapidly uh, aging out. In terms of their viability, okay, that is what is occurring, and so well, we're not going to tell you what the solution is. They won't even tell you what the problem is. Meanwhile, in Philadelphia, you've got riots, okay, you've got riots, and they—they're not rioting over um, any sort of discernible thing. You know, there's no there, there was there was nobody who was arrested. Maybe roughed up a little bit. There was no uh, officer involved shooting, as we're calling it these days. It, it, nothing. Okay, it was nothing like that. They just want to get stuff. All right, that's all it is. Now, why did this all of a sudden break out? I don't know. That's anybody's guess. But, you know, they are cleaning these stores out, they are going and they are ransacking them, they're attacking them. And I can tell you this it is all 100%. A product of weakness and rot in society. When you allow this kind of thing, when you do not enforce the small things, and it always starts small. The left knows this. It always starts small. Well, we won't allow police chases. Well, maybe we, you know, we'll we'll allow the the dress code in in our lower courts to be relaxed. You can, you know, you can come in with your wife beater on and gold chains and whatever, right? You don't have to dress up to come to court again. Go to a municipal court in any city across the United States and tell me I'm wrong. And when you don't enforce those standards, the small ones. In society, things like traffic tickets. Yeah. I'll arrest you for a traffic ticket. Yeah. You're speeding five over in a city. Yeah, got you. All right. Got smoking a joint while you're driving, less well, the same as drinking a beer. You know, we we don't do that. All right, but how many people do it? You again, you drive through any municipal area in the United States, you're gonna see this. All right, drifting in and out of traffic, right? All four lanes. Seriously, we see this. We see these kinds of things, and you have law enforcement. Well, you know, we, we don't we just don't want to get engaged in it. We just don't want to be bothered with it. You have these these chiefs out there in a lot of your major urban areas that they're more worried about the politics of the situation, and what you need is enforcement. This is where it's going to go. Philly is is your time traveler, your visitor from the future. This is where it's going to head, and it's going to head there very very soon. We're getting into the fall. Things are starting to cool down. This is not the riot season. What's Black Friday going to look like? What is the Christmas season going to look like? You know, what is next spring going to look like? I mean, this this is the situation is untenable. And that's not even addressing the border. That's not even addressing this invasion. That, that's that's happening right now in real time. That's, you know, we're, we're right now, there is no politician on any stage anywhere that is offering any kind of solution to any of this. Because I think that, that they, they don't have the ability to answer these types of questions, right? They don't have the capacity to do it. Because it's not going to be a, a politically convenient solution to this. You know, but you have to go in there and you got to shut this down and you have to shut it down now because the cities are only going to get worse. And their tax base, this is the thing. And this is something that a lot of people don't necessarily understand about the economics of a place. Um, your, Your tax income is based around the number of businesses that are registered to that specific locale, that jurisdiction, so on and so forth. And they pay taxes in a variety of ways, but that is that is essentially how you determine the wealth of an area, right? And then the employees of said company live in that area. The more money they're making, the more successful the businesses are, the more income that you are bringing in, to that place. And you have all these other uh, businesses that are part of the service economy that, that service those anchor corporations or, or the large companies in an area, right? And this is what creates economic prosperity across the board. Some people call that trickle-down economics. I call it common sense. This is just the way that it works, right? And so for these politicians who have been living high off the hog all the way down to the the local level, they have completely forgotten this reality because they are living outside of it, right? They're living outside of it and it was incentivized beginning in the 1990s with federal subsidies, going to places so they really don't care oh you know if if uh, the Apple store folds up here well it's no big deal if Walmart goes away from our urban center well that's no big deal because we're still gonna get federal funding you know if there's no more grocery stores that's fine we can just do like like Johnson mayor Johnson in Chicago who is a communist okay this man's a communist revolutionary he says well we'll just open state-run stores yeah no big deal who's paying for it who is paying for it? It's all coming from federal subsidies. It's not coming from the local populace. It's not coming from the businesses that are registered there. Right? Because law enforcement's role traditionally, at least in the United States, is law enforcement in the United States very different than it is. Uh, the, the role that it plays essentially is very different from the role that it plays in, in other countries. Uh, especially in the West. Police and policing outside the West uh, is is a very different thing, uh, very different thing in, in many cases. Uh, the, the concept of a gendarme or a house army to maintain domestic tranquility is, is really the role of law enforcement in a lot of parts of the world. But in the United States, we developed local law enforcement in a local populace to serve the population, yes, um, that that is that is true. But really, they work at the will and on part of the economic populace, right? Whoever is paying the most amount of taxes, that's traditionally been the role. You know the the uh, and however you feel about that, you know, good, bad, indifferent, doesn't matter. Uh but. The concepts of hotspot policing, which targets uh, high crime areas, right, uh, broken windows policing, which Rudy Giuliani was was uh, famous for, and uh, implementing that policy in in New York, uh, at least in New York City, and that that took crime way down. I mean, it plummeted. When he was governor because he had he had a zero tolerance policy. But the way that you write that policy and the way that you target it is you are protecting the places that are generating the most amount of revenue for your city, for your locale. That is how it works. okay? it's it's kind of an inconvenient fact when it it you know law enforcement would like to think of it as being you know, kind of this one thing and and that's changing. But traditionally, this has been the role of law enforcement, okay, to maintain order in those places, to make it safe for business. You got cities like Chicago, L.A., New York, Atlanta, Miami, you know, tourism is really, really big in these places, you know, and and so you want to make it tenable for tourists to come in because they're going to be spending their money in these businesses, but, you know, what they've created, what these Marxists who, who have lived off of these federal subsidies, it has enabled them to exist. What this is doing is it is creating a situation, a scenario where they are collapsing their own economies in real time. We are going to suffer the effects of this. We haven't even addressed the fact that what if what if and this is a very likely thing the dollar is no no longer the world's reserve currency this could happen it is going to happen it is' an inevitability all right and when that occurs what are we going to do what are they going to do i mean we're already seeing the results of of the chaos that they are creating that they are sowing and unlike some out there, I know that, that, you know, a lot of people want to make sense of the world and you know, they, they try and put all the pieces together and they think that they see some grand scheme, right? There really isn't one. I contend that the left in America doesn't know what the end state is. They think they want one thing, but they're not really quite sure. They're not really quite sure how this is gonna turn out. Because when those inconvenient facts begin to rear their ugly head Just like a child who's broken a toy and has absolutely no idea how to put it back together. That's what's about to happen. Okay. Now, timeline on this? I don't know. Uh, Going into next year is going to look pretty ugly. Pretty ugly. If they're riding like this in Philly in the fall, and this smash and grab, this mass looting, which is exactly what's happening... We're seeing this all over California as well, and a lot of people are seeing this for what it is. Okay, a lot of people are seeing this for what it is, but nobody seems to be able to come up with a coherent answer to say, "Hey, you know, we this is what's happening, and we're not we are not going to take this anymore." So it's dangerous times ahead on the home front, on the international front. Dangerous times are definitely ahead. Uh, something that happened last week. That I didn't even address, uh, didn't even dive into, is the marching of the Russian military, Chinese military representatives, Nicaraguan representatives, uh, Cuban military representatives, Colombian military representatives, Venezuela. They all marched in the Independence Day parade with the Mexican military. Did you see that? Uh, is that kind of concerning to you? Maybe it maybe it ought to be. Now longtime listeners to the show, you've heard me talk about this. you've you know we did Red Dawn in America Parts one two and uh Sons of Liberty Live a couple of episodes ago we uh, went into the third episode of that and really uh, brought it up to date and broke it down. Go back and listen to those. Okay, this is where we're headed. Do you understand on the international picture? All right, our boondoggle in Ukraine, right? Which I hope, I hope, if you have a couple of brain cells, you're able to put together what is actually going on in Ukraine. Okay, it is a money grift. It is a cash grab by the military industrial complex. Nothing more, nothing less. And we're sending Abramses now. So we we've sent our armor over there. All right, now, I said one year ago when it was being proposed, oh, we're going to send our armor, we're going to send our armor, they're going to have this great counteroffensive, we're going to send our armor. What you're going to see is not a victory, but you're going to see a whole bunch of wrecked Western armor. Uh, I don't think I was wrong. Uh, at least from the footage that I saw, there was no counteroffensive, there was no breakout operation, there was no encirclements, there was nothing, there was zero ground gained but there was a whole bunch of destroyed bradleys i think they've lost all of them now german leopards they've lost all of those and now we're going to send abrams's so we're sending each one of these pieces piecemeal that were never meant to be uh operational without its supporting elements but we're sending each one why I think at this point, it's safe to say that they're not going to win this. Okay? They're not going to win this. But we have General Dynamics. We have Raytheon. We have, uh, you know, all the military industrial complex companies saying, oh, you know, no, 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 it's no big deal. We'll get a contract and we'll build more. Now, don't ask us what the timeline on all this is because we haven't built these things in a while. So we have to spin up all the things. But we'll get back to you on that. Give us money. right? Give us money. And the corruption continues. And they are stealing from you and I. They are stealing from you and I. And meanwhile, the head of our military, in uniform at least, General Malice Mark Milley, grins and smirks. And doesn't even give the decency of a coherent answer regarding the fact that he contacted America's enemies and said, hey, if we're going to attack, we'll let you know. All right. Meanwhile, America's enemies, those very same enemies, are plotting against us. This invasion that we have going on on the border is gray zone warfare, and I've talked about that in the past. They are flooding Us with criminals, convicts, they're not refugees. They're not people who are here looking for a a better life. These are people who are here that are invading as conquerors, period. End of story. Okay, we can see this. They are overloading the system. They're melting down in New York City when they're being shipped up there. They're being busted up there. Oh, what are we going to do? Look at how much money they are losing. This goes back to my point. About businesses being ransacked, businesses closing up and leaving, and they are losing their tax money. Well, hey, we have to give an estimated uh, $10 billion to all of these ritzy hotels in downtown Manhattan to house all of these people who never should have been here anyway, who never should have even even got close to the border. Because they're not Mexican, they're coming from everywhere else. I mean, that's a fact. But we're going to house them. Where's that money coming from? Federal subsidies. It's not coming from New York. It's not coming from taxes in New York City. Federal subsidies. Oh, we can't pay it. So the feds will just have to pay it. So we have the centralization of control. That's what's occurring, folks. Our enemies are exploiting every bit of this. So that boondoggle in Ukraine, Well, we sent all our weapons forward, and they all got blown up. Well, how are we going to build more at home? Oh, a seven-year turnaround? We ain't got seven years. At this rate, we ain't got seven years. I mean, I'm not trying to sound like an alarmist. I'm a realist. Look around. Look at where we were. Look at where we are now compared to where we were two years ago. Four years ago. Look at where we are. Look at how far we went down that road. And if you don't think that America's enemies. Russia. China. Nicaragua. Cuba. Venezuela. Colombia. Thank you Nikki Haley. You wrecked our chances there. You. You. Specifically you. Nikki Haley. You wrecked it. So get off the stage. Nobody is concerned with anything you have to say. China is exploiting that gap, and you don't think that they are going to do something to try and take us out? Now it may not be uh, kinetic, dramatic, made for TV kinds of things that that you know we we think of as a all encompassing one event, although one may occur. This is a slow bleed that is now picking up in intensity. And so if you're not getting yourself prepared, you're not getting yourself ready for this, you're not soberly looking at yourself in the mirror and actively writing down a checklist every day of things I need to do to be better today than it was yesterday and to set myself up to be more dangerous tomorrow than I was today, you're wrong. You're wrong. I mean this is the this anybody looking at this and thinks this is a tenable situation. Oh, everything's good. we'll be fine. Tenable situation no oh, you're out of your mind right you are absolutely out of your mind, but you know. You need to get out, you need to get some training, you need supplies, you need gear. Brushbeater.store has all of the above. I've got it all over there. We uh, got a bunch of new products yesterday. Uh, a new ultra light chest rig dropped by Wendigo Works and uh, I'm telling you, it, you know, the low profile kit bag chest rig runner's kit bag. This thing has been a massive hit. Um, I'm glad that, that I, I have the number on hand that I have because, you know, we're, we're selling them pretty quickly and, um, it, that's been a big hit. So when the awesome people at Wendigo works approached me about a ultra light chest rig, a split front chest rig, and it utilizes first spears attachment design, Uh, so they've got this proprietary clip that goes in the center and it's really clever design. Very, very secure, very strong. Um, I got the prototype about a month ago and I've been playing with this thing quite a bit. I'm a fan. Okay. I'm a fan and they come in two colors. We've got multicam, we've got flat, dark earth, uh, slash coyote, whatever fits your fancy. You know, at first when I saw these, I was thinking, man, you know, like this. This is a really good idea, but yeah, I'm not. I'm just. I'm not real sure because it. It's. It's interesting. Uh, it's utilizing the most, uh, technologically advanced manufacturing process for dealing with tactical nylon on the market today. They're using laser cutters for everything, so you're getting Molly panels that are extremely lightweight, very low profile, and also not compromising on their strength. So, you know, to have a, a split front Rhodesian chess rig, uh, that, that is, you know, a rack, you can set it up any way you want it to be for, uh, 11 ounces, literally the thing weighs 11 ounces. That's crazy. Uh, that, that is, that is revolutionary. And, um, I think you're going to be extremely happy with it. I know I have been. uh, I know I have been. And 100% made in the United States. Out in the great state of Utah. Made of 100% American made and American sourced materials. Okay, so you know, you want the best. You want the best in split front chest rigs. Nice, lightweight, and cool. Uh, This thing breathes. You know, so so when you have it on one of the big advantages of a, a split front type rig is being able to breathe and that breathability, here you go. Okay, so we've got your hookup, everything else that you need. I got some new radios that are going to be coming out as well. Uh, a brand, brand spanking new radio that is new to the market. The PMR Papa Mike Romeo one seven one and I got a whole bunch of them coming to the store as we speak. You can sign up over on brushbeater.store. You can find it under the HF radio tab. And I'm pretty sure that, that every one of you out there is going to be very interested in this radio. Coming in at $725. A radio that goes from 100 kilohertz to 2 gigahertz with its own battery. It is field portable. It is ready to rock this thing. I think I think that I'm going to have a really hard time keeping these in stock. So this is HF through, um, you know, VHF, UHF, all bands, all modes. You don't need a Mars cat mod or anything like that on this thing. And, um, you know, got carry handles on it. Got its own battery along with it. It's very similar. This is a, a stripped down version of the TBR 119. Uh, this is the non- rugged version of it and of course we we do have the q 900 in stock, which is the same radio in a very lightweight very small package you do have to run your own batteries it's got an internal battery in it, but it doesn't they they don't really last that long uh for you know running anything over a couple of watts but um you know external batteries they they're really good to go and and you know I did uh, an episode about that couple episodes back but uh we've got those radios coming the tbr 119 which is a mil spec ruggedized radio uh literally has all of the modes everything built in everything you could ever want in one radio uh, to be honest heavyweight very good receiver very good receiver um and tough these things are, are built extremely strong got those coming as well so we have all of that equipment on order. They are going to be coming in and they're going to be up on store. You can sign up for the early notice over there. We've got email notifications that we'll be pushing out to you when they are in stock. Uh, so head on over there and get signed up. Uh, real quick, since we've been on the topic of answering listener questions, and uh, man, got got a whole bunch of questions from y'all out there, uh, that that were coming in, and um, you know, really, really good stuff. So I got a couple more that are coming in right now, and uh, that that have come in today, and I wanted to field these. I wanted to field these because I think that that the audience is getting a heck of a lot out of this uh, from your response. You seem to really enjoy it. And these are questions, by the way, that I think a lot of other people out there have probably wanted to ask, didn't really know how to ask, maybe have thought about, you know, and and, and just didn't really know what the answer was. So I think it's a good clarifier for everybody. Uh, the first question question here is coming from somebody that i've had in class several times now um and uh, he's got a really important question here of course he's coming from the great state of ohio uh mr bear slayer himself and um his question is right off the bat hey matt i'm setting up a wi-fi tablet for comms what do i need to buy thanks in advance brother all right so Wi-Fi only tablet, I've talked about this in the past. Um went in depth on, you know, the utility there. Uh, you know, when when you wanna avoid cell phones, uh, and there's a lot of reasons for that, how to set up something. Uh, where you know basically you're you're pinging off of any open Wi-Fi connection, and you can use uh, the various clandestine messaging apps I've talked about in the past to uh, communicate with the outside world with people that have those those uh, same uh, messaging apps, right? That are installed on a phone or a Wi-Fi device or a computer or you know whatever whatever it is you're using, and that that's how you would communicate. Uh, there's a number of ways to do that, but also um, with communications and specifically running uh, ANFL message. Um, FL message is, I'm a very strong advocate for it, uh, utilizing it over analog radio because you've got 166 different digital protocols that are built in. Now, a lot of those are, are really geared for HF. But several of them have a massive amount of utility on VHF and UHF, and you can use those with Baofeng radios. So as I covered in the Gorilla's Guide to Baofeng radios, setting up a, uh, a, a digital network for communication security requirements because you're bursting out data and you're using a digital protocol that, that is extremely obscure, uh, already. And again, I've got step-by-step instructions on how to do that. All the equipment you need for this, of course, is over on brushrepeater.store, including the radios. But, uh, the tablet itself, I don't sell tablets, um, you know, because you can get a dirt cheap tablet from pretty much anywhere, what do I use personally uh, what do I use with radio applications I got the onN tablet from Walmart that's what I'm running uh, the the <laughs> you know the, it, and that might uh, shock some of you out there I mean but literally the cheapest tablet on the market um, they're like forty dollars a seven inch onN tablet uh, you don't really need much more than that. Uh, I'm not using tablets in my day to day life for, you know, any sort of crazy applications or, you know, anything. I I don't I don't use them as e-readers or anything like that. And so if I'm using one just for and FL message, I'm stripping everything else off of it and I'm just using it for that. Uh, that way there's, there's nothing on there that's competing with it for processor power, but I essentially have a disposable device for 40 bucks. You can pick one up at, at any, uh, Walmart. You can set it up in you know, less than five minutes. You can, uh, side and FL message on there from, you know, a uh, thumb drive that you ought to be carrying on yourself anyway, and you're good to go you know, it's, it's really, really simple, really quick. And, you know, it, of course it works with our K one cable that we have at brush, dot store. It's, it's essentially plug and play. I mean, th- there's a little bit of, of, uh, tech savviness that goes into it, you know, you to sideload things. It's not too terribly difficult. There's a lot of YouTube videos on how to do that, uh, from, you know, a, a thumb drive or, or a laptop or whatever. It's, it's, You know, it's it's not particularly difficult, but you get that thing installed on there and uh, you have a disposable device, you know, and I don't say disposable in terms of, you know, you're, you're going to break it or lose it, but if it gets broken, if it gets compromised or lost or whatever, Hey, you know, no big deal, right? 40 bucks. You know, if, if you can't eat $40 on, on a loss, well, you know, you you might ought to fix your station in life and get to working on that. Although I know that that's not the problem for a lot of you out there. Uh, but you understand that, it, you know, everything you carry to the field, you may not bring back. Okay, that, that's kind of the rule of thumb. But uh, yeah, for wi- Wi-Fi only tablet for comms, and, and it needs to be a Wi-Fi only tablet, by the way. You know, every once in a while, you'll get... I'll get people who will bring tablets that have a service plan on them and, uh, you know, they kind of look at you sideways when you tell them, hey, you know, this, this what you have here is essentially a big cell phone uh, because it has an MC and an IMEI number as well. Um, you know, it has a SIM card. You basically have a big cell phone. It is still pinging a cell phone tower. A Wi-Fi only tablet is not doing that. Um, and that is why you want a Wi-Fi only tablet. Okay. So cell phones, you know, we spent the past 20 years in the desert tracking people via cell phones. I mean, that's, it's, that is, that is what we did. All right. I worked alongside the people that did this. I was the one that they were directing. Okay. Hey, we got a signal over here. Bam. You know, this is where we're going. All right. So I know how all this stuff works and I know how it works from the hunter's perspective. You know, if such a time in the future uh, necessitates that we're not doing things the convenient way, uh, because the convenient way is usually going to get you shot. All right. So uh, need to be avoiding those cell phones. Kind of kind of think about things like, you know, maybe maybe when I head places, I ought to not be carrying a cell phone. You know, maybe get out of that habit. And you know, we we use things in in 2023, we use these things as a crutch more than anything else. Um, you know, it it's people really wonder, you know, back in the nineties, how did people do things? How in the in the eighties, how did people do things without cell phones? You know, I think the world was probably a better place for it. But that's just me. That that's an aside. Uh but anyway, yeah. Cheap, disposable you know, loaded up with and FL message. You know, you, you can spend very, very little money, have a heck of a lot of capability and bam, there you go. Uh, so anyway, anyway, I hope that answers your questions, brother. And I am looking forward to seeing you uh, here in the next week or so when you are going to be down for class. Uh, anyway, moving on here, we've got another very good question. This one is coming from Kentucky Radio Retard. Um, first of all, brother, do not call yourself a retard. Uh, you're not retarded because you at least have the presence of mind enough to ask questions at the right place. And, um, you know... I, I, I never liked that. I I never liked that. Even, um, you know, when, when I was a full-time, uh, teacher, non-tactical, um, you know, working in, in academia, I didn't, I never liked it when a student would be super down on themselves or, or or whatever. Maybe there was some concept they just didn't get or, or, you know, whatever it was, I always, I, 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 I felt like that that was a personal failure. Uh, on my part when somebody just kind of gave up on themselves Uh, that's the way that I always looked at that and um, you know you 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 got to bring people you know we got to bring everybody up man so anyway I know you you probably were just uh, you know very very jocular uh, email address there and, and title with that but anyway or maybe you were calling me that I don't know but I'm not in Kentucky so anyway I don't think you were after reading your email a couple times. I don't think you were. Doesn't matter either way. Anyway, let's dive into it. Good afternoon, sir. About a year ago, I ordered and read your book, The Gorilla's Guide to the Balfang Radio, and it made a great impression on me. That's awesome, man. Thank you. Uh, seriously, thank you from from the bottom of my heart. Um, you know, I as a little bit of an aside, uh, I found. Michael Chesbro's book, uh, survival communications. Uh, I'll have to poke around for it. It's, it's, it's on the shelf somewhere. It, it, I definitely have it here. I'm just not sure exactly where it is. It's buried somewhere, but, um, that is the book that, that really got me, uh, going in the commo department. And I think I've talked about that in the past, and uh, I was really honored. He reached out to me uh, a little over a year ago in an email, and I was really, really honored by that because that book, Paladin Press uh, published that book, and um, that inspired me. And you know, to hear from a lot of you out there who uh, reach out to me and, and um, you know tell me it made a great impression on you, man, I, I'm, I'm really honored by that. Uh, In ways that I'm not sure you understand. And so, you know, it's for me, it's kind of validation of of one of my goals is to give back to this community. But uh, anyhow, let's let's keep going with your email here. I had absolutely zero experience with radio, but fast forward to today and I'm an amateur extra who's basically a novice with hundreds of feet of cup speaker wire in my garage, a few bow things and an ICOM IC7300. Nice radio, Uh, really nice radio, brother. So to start, thank you for all the great knowledge you share through all your content. My question is whether you think CW is worth learning for someone that's newer to radio in the context of the material in your book. Apologies if I missed it. I went back through the book to see if I could find more info, and you mentioned it in the Trigram encryption part, but in a historical aspect. Grilla dispatch one and two should be arriving to me in a few days and there's more info in those than apologies for wasting your time you never waste my time with questions like this i love 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 to dive into this one uh this this is a great question right here again thank you man for your knowledge for what you do i absolutely will be getting down to an rto course next year god bless you and yours sir all the best hey brother you know seriously thank you for what you're doing And uh, thank you for for getting into it and going deep into it, man. Getting an ICOM IC7300, dude, what a radio. Uh, What a radio. These things are super, super nice. The display on them, man, it's beautiful. Uh, Display, the audio output. You know, one of my favorite radios of all time, the ICOM 7200, which is the predecessor to the 7300. And a lot of people were salty about the, the 7,200 being discontinued. I was at first, um, I I was kind of, you know, I, I wasn't so happy about it, but, um, the 7,300 after getting some hands on with it, um, beautiful radio, so, so much fun to listen to shortwave on it too, um, signals signals coming through that thing are are just with a with a really good antenna the the shortwave signals coming through it are just beautiful i love it but uh anyway got a few bow things right on uh right on right on and uh getting to the meat of your question here cw is worth learning yes 100 percent uh cw or morse code uh it is a 1001% worth your time to learn. Here's why. All right. Um, for a lot of newer guys, you know, they, they kind of look at CW or continuous wave. Uh, continuous wave is what it stands for. Morse code is, is how it's transmitted. Uh, Morse code, of course, is our earliest form of digital traffic. It is a digital means of communications, either uh, dots or dashes, ones or zeros. And um, it's very, very old. It is not antiquated by any stretch of the imagination. It has been around for as long as it has because it is so robust. Um, It is so robust. Yeah, it does require a little bit of studying on your part and a lot of practice, but you can get the hang of it and, and, um, you, you know, you, you can do some good stuff. Now, uh, I will, I'll tell you this, the full version of FL Digi, uh, and FL message is the Android version. There's a little bit that's left out. Uh, one of the things that they left out from the full version is CW. And I don't know why they did that. I, I don't know why the developers did that. Uh, so if you you know you're on the development team of, of and FL Message, I would be more than happy to you know throw you a few bucks over at GitHub if you would put CW in future incarnations of uh, of and FL Message. That would be really really cool. I I I don't know why you don't have them in there uh, because CW I wouldn't think would be very taxing on a processor either. But here's where I'm going with this is uh fl digi the full version which you can run on linux you can run it on windows uh, laptop um that has a cw reader what this is going to do for you is it's going to get you used to listening to morse code and you're, you're gonna i mean yeah it's it some people say that's kind of cheating because, you know, you 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 can also transmit in Morse code. You can type out a full message, transmit Morse code. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about just listening to it. Uh, just listening to it. And you're going to get used to listening to it and pairing up the sounds with the words. Um, you can slow the, the words per minute down. Um, the ARRL, the American Radio Relay League, has um, uh, their learner's net that is on every day. And they go very slow. They have uh, eight words per minute. They have nets that go all the way up to 18 words per minute. So it's, it's speeding up. Um, this is really, really good practice. And so listen to it. Record it, maybe, if you, you have a means of recording it. And, you know, you, you're getting used to listening to the process of it. Uh, so, you, of course, you want to learn the, the letters individually at first, um, you know, and, and then begin to listen to it. And, and you're going to hear the words in context. You're going to hear the stuff in context. And here's another thing to do. And, and this is something that uh, some of my, my old hand 18 Echo friends would tell me. Um that you used to record yourself. They, they would actually record you when you were doing the Morse code practice because back then that uh, was part of their training pipeline. And they would record you and play it back. And so you'd get to hear all the little errors that, that you make. And everybody does it. All right. Everybody does it. I, I know old-time hams that have been you know doing CW for forever. Uh, Morse code for forever, and still make all kinds of mistakes. So I mean, you know, it's it's not that big of a deal. Uh, with regard to your question, though, again, why is CW worth learning? It so some of you are probably out there thinking, well, man, you know, like all right, I got to do all this other stuff. Isn't voice just easier? Maybe some of these digital modes that are really hot and heavy right now, like. Uh, FT8, and uh, you know, FT8's the big one, JSA calls so on and so forth, right? Um, here's the thing, man, those digital modes are bandwidth limited for a lot of applications. I don't think JSA or really even FT8 is very practical for clandestine purposes. I, I don't think it is. Um, there's a reason that it is character limited and there is a uh, set of parameters by which the modes themselves were designed so yeah uh uh-uh. um no i i am not saying disregard it because you know it is fun for the amateur radio hobby aspect of it yeah it's really cool but it, just like i said in the uh, last episode uh yesterday it's not really um i don't necessarily think it's it's relevant to the conversation there's there's some things that just aren't necessarily relevant to the conversation and uh i think that that fta jsa calls so on so forth is kind of really not there are some modes that are very effective for what we're doing and one of the most effective ones is cw now let's talk about uh cw versus voice over hf specifically um voice or phone commonly known as phone is the least efficient mode that we can operate in. Um, you know, human speech is very wide uh, by nature. And so when we're transmitting that over the air, a lot can get lost in in translation. Um, you know, atmospheric changes, we could be, you know, our, our signal could could not be so strong coming out and, and there's really nothing that we can do about it, right? And, you know, it, it again, is the least efficient mode. CW, on the other hand, can be up to 12 dB stronger, meaning it has 12 decibels of gain over voice, can be. Meaning, specifically, that a uh, simple system of dots and dashes is going to get through the airwaves even in very poor conditions, and you will be read clearly versus phone you know versus voice where a lot can be lost all right so that kind of is making the case for digital operation in totes but cw has an additional advantage over all these other digital modes all you need is a key all right all you need is a tapping key you know an old old j-arm key Or a, uh, you know, one of the, one of the two prong keys. So you, you have like a, a Belcher unit. Um, you, you, you can use these and get on the air with that. And you, you have no other electronic infrastructure other than the radio itself. Because these, these, these are powered through the radio. Uh, so, you know, old school really wins again in that regard. So, uh. With that said, CW or Morse code, uh, oh, and by the way, Mor- Morse code isn't even limited to radio. I mean, you can use it for anything else. I mean, you can use it for light, uh, flashes of light. You can use it for, um, you know, different signals that you're sending out and a lot of different, uh, applications out there for it, you know, other than radio, but it's extremely practical. Extremely practical. Now, uh, to throw in the Gorilla's Guide to the Thing Radio, uh, way back in the day when we were heavily reliant on Morse code, um, you know, special operations forces, radio men in Vietnam would use those trigrams, which you find in, in the back, the the uh, back appendices of the book. You find those, and we use those in the advanced RTO course pretty heavily. Um, they used those to shorten messages. It was a way of encryption, but also a way to take a really long message and make it short so that the radio operator could tap out the Morse code for that into a tape recorder, speed the tape recorder up and play it over the air. And then when it was received on the other end, that message was recorded, then slowed down and decrypted. All right. So this was our early form of data burst transmissions utilizing, uh, encryption. And this, this is something that's very secure, right? This is a very secure way of doing it. And so I was talking about that in the book and I was referencing that specifically. Uh, so, you know, trigrams, great, great tool to have, um, you know, and, and there's other ways to, to implement Morse code. I mean, you have a DTMF code, uh, your dial tone, uh, multifunction code, on your bow radio in the keypad you can use that as morse code as well uh ones and twos you know ones and twos dits and dashes you can you can do it that way too uh over the years so i don't think that's necessarily the most efficient way to do it but it is yet another application you know kind of uh, uh, thinking around some of the the conventional operating parameters that are out there so, uh, I hope that that answers your question, brother. And again, man, I'm honored beyond words that the book got you into Como. Um That's really, really important to me. I think that that, that is uh, that's so special that that was able to have a big impact and that much of an impact on you getting on the air. Um, you know, because that's that's what I live for is, is building this community up and, uh, offering the, the levels of capability that, uh, you know, we, we previously didn't have. And so, you know, and again, thank you for that. And, uh, check us out over on the forum, forum.brushbeater.org. If you want to field questions like this one, uh, and a lot else, uh, or a lot of other things, um, over there as well. There are a lot of communications related stuff, a lot of current events stuff, heck of a lot of fun, over on there and a pretty vibrant community at that but uh anyway you know i know that, that a lot of people have questions about the different digital modes and and stuff and, and there's a big um there's really really a, a big willing pool out there of of all y'all that are, are the gears are beginning to turn Right. And so you're seeing all these things. You're seeing the riots in Philly. You're seeing the the failures of the political candidates that are out there. You're seeing this boondoggle in Ukraine that's not going to end well. You're seeing what's going on in Central America, South America, the invasion that's happened on our borders. And folks, you know, there may be not a lot that you can do about all of that stuff. Big scheme of things. But the little things are what you can take care of. And there are so many people who are waking up to the reality that they need to get themselves better, right? Training is a big part of it, all right? Training is a massive, huge part of it. And communications is one of the three legs of effective action, All right, Shoot, move, and communicate. Right? You got to you got to have all three of those. You can't just give up on the move. Well, you know, it's uh, for, for all, all all the folks out there saying, man, I don't need to fight. I got glock food. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I've never seen an in shape guy say that. Uh, so, you know, just just a thing. But uh, communication as well, you know, and, and that seems to be the one that, that people lose in a hurry or even worse, even worse. As a friend of mine pointed out in class not that long ago, another well-versed individual uh, in all things combat pointed out in class not that long ago, you know, the the some of the worst people out there are the the GWAT vets who think that they just know everything, and uh, you're in for it. Uh, you're really in for it. You know, there's there's a lot you don't know. There's a lot those guys take for granted too, especially the conventional side G GWAT vets. You know, they think that, that uh, certain communications things just exist and that they just work. Um, and, and that's not necessarily the case. But anyway, not trying to beat up on anybody right before I punch out. Just just saying, right? We're just saying. Folks, store. Everything that you need is over there and I'm adding things regularly. Night Vision and Thermal is coming. You know I keep saying that. I keep saying that. And and stuff is being built right now as we speak. Uh, So I'm really, really excited. Excited beyond words. Excited more than you know to get these things kicked out there. But uh, a lot of new products are going up on the store. Going up regularly. Got a lot of the legacy products that are still in stock. Everything on there is centered around making you more dangerous and more capable tomorrow than you are today. God bless, folks. Keep your head on straight, and I'll be talking to you again very, very soon. This is NC Scout, out.